0: welcome to ChickFlix. I'm Mackenzie Chapman.
1: And I'm Bridget Hovell, and this is a Chicklet, a mini episode of ChickFlix, where we have a quick
0: discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today we're talking about a documentary titled Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. Directed by Xavier Bergen, this documentary chronicles the stereotypes, tropes, and triumphs of Black actors, writers, and directors in the horror genre from A Birth of a Nation to Get Out. And this is available
1: on Amazon Prime's Shutter. Do you have Shutter? Or is that what it's through? Or do you just use Amazon Prime?
0: Oh, I got I subscribed to Shutter. Okay, cool. That's where I was I'm wondering it too. if it was Oh, okay. Yeah, I I mean, I just did the free trial and yeah, then I'm I have a, cancel it, I have like but... a
1: permanent subscription to Shutter. And it's like oh, okay. pretty good. It's like fine. I don't know. It could be better. Yeah. But I wish this was on I think this would have found a bigger audience. I know it's like specific mm-hmm. to horror, but I, yeah, like I feel like this could have been available on Amazon
0: Prime and gotten a lot more. I agree. Well, because so many people were talking about it. I think if it was on Prime, then you're, you're right. Like more people would have watched it.
1: Yeah. Um, and so it's a documentary that came out this year, or yeah, this year, 2019. And um, I thought it was like really interesting to watch because I think for both of us, that learning about movies um, like that are specifically like with black creatives in them uh, mm-hmm. has been like a blind spot, you know, and mm-hmm. that ones that already don't get a lot of attention in the mainstream are like, mm-hmm. you have to like actively seek out, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, I think so too. I think like we've felt like thought a lot about trying to find
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, movies with black people or black uh, creators, either up in front of or behind the camera but we actually mm-hmm. just haven't put in the work. <laughs> yeah, for to sure. To do that. And I think this sort of like gave me a lot of ideas at least of different movies that we could talk about in yeah. the future. Yeah.
1: And this documentary is also really great too because it's just a great film history. Uh you know right. like a history of a film um mm-hmm. uh, about black horror, mm-hmm. really comprehensive. Um really like approaches it chronologically. But you get all of these different, like, social commentaries running throughout it, and it kind of groups the movies into decades. So it starts with Mm -hmm. The Birth of a Nation, um, which is a terrible, like, racist propaganda that I think came out in the 20s Mm -hmm. and progresses all the way to Get Out, which came out in 2017, question mark? Yes. That feels right. I
0: think so. Yeah. And I like um, this quote that sort of sums up a feeling that I got Mm. about the movie from The Verge. Mm -hmm. Um, And it says... The wide range of interviewees creates a sense of community and commonality. Actors and directors speak knowledgeably about tropes and narrative stereotyping. Critics and academics talk about their favorite films and actors Mm -hmm. and what seeing Black performers meant to them as kids. In the film's view, creators are fans, fans are critics, and critics are enthusiasts. Their mutual interest in and commitment to Black horror breaks them all out of their expected boxes. Mm -hmm. And I think that... Is really sums up well, <laughs> actually, like the feeling that you get watching this movie, which is just this sense of like um, community and commonality, like the quote says.
1: For sure, and um, again, like the the variety of Talking Heads um, was really helpful in illustrating um, exactly like they mentioned. Um, I think there is another. Uh, I can't remember exactly where I, I saw this, but someone pointed out that. Um, You know, like they'll they'll have a a film historian talking, putting, um, a movie in like context and a lineage and then an actor Mm -hmm. going, I knew I was just the black friend to get killed off, Mm -hmm. but it was still a paycheck for me. So it's like two different perspectives, um, that like are in conversation with each other. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And holy crap. So many movies, um, that Mm -hmm. I'm interested in seeing, Mm -hmm. um, some that I've just been meaning to see, like Candyman has been on my list Mm -hmm. forever yeah Uh, me too yeah and then the girls the girl with all the gifts which just came out which is like a supernatural Mm -hmm. zombie Mm -hmm. apocalypse movie Um, i think it's zombie zombies yeah about a young black girl um abby which is about a woman possessed by a sex demon which seems extremely up my alley (laughs) and like the highest on my list i think is eve's bayou
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no me too i i thought that uh looked really interesting Mm -hmm. and I also wrote down Sugar Hill. I see that you wanted to watch that too, and yeah. then I also wanted to watch Clean of the Damned.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, which, like, like that looks fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And I and they they didn't just cover um, movies where Black people are centered or you know in the creative involved in the creative process. They also mm-hmm. covered like um, like smaller characters who appear in other movies, mm-hmm. such as um, you know The Craft or mm-hmm. Demon Knight, mm-hmm. which we're going to cover. Um, and so it was interesting to see the the, the reach in that direction too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I also thought that they kind of tracked really well the different themes and like tropes used yeah. around like black characters in horror, which mm-hmm. ranged from like black buffoon characters mm-hmm. who were kind of for comic relief, mm-hmm. um, very common black men lusting after white women. That was like mm-hmm. a recurring theme. Um, black characters dying first or being an essential to the plot and mm-hmm. some a, An interesting kind of conversation that arose was certain roles played by black black actors um, that were not written for a black person, but Mm -hmm. the actor came in and they were just like the best for the job. So they got it that way versus Mm -hmm. someone being like, this is an intentional story Mm -hmm. about a black person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think that's like an interesting conversation to have going
0: forward. Well, we sort of like talked about something like that when we talked to, did our episode about the Night of the Living Dead when Dwayne Jones was cast, uh, the director of that, whose name I don't remember, was just like um, <laughs> Romero, George
1: Romero. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> names,
0: who yeah. are they? Um, he was like he Dwayne Jones was just the best guy. That showed mm-hmm. up for the job. So yeah. it wasn't written specifically for a black character. And the same thing was said in um, uh, horror, horror Noir about the girl from The Girl with All the Gifts. Like it wasn't specifically written for a black character, but she was the best actor who showed up for the job. Mm-hmm. So I, but I do think it does change the story. Mm-hmm. And that's for what sure. that the conclusion that a lot of the talking heads came to in documentary as well. Yeah,
1: like it was commented that the girl with all the gifts is like so much richer and I you can't like imagine Night of the Living Dead with a a white protagonist right, like right. having it the just, same impact or like Exactly, yeah. the same subtext um right. like Jordan Hill yeah, yeah. points out that like is the the young white woman who's in the house with Ben played by Dwayne mm-hmm. Jones mm-hmm. it's kind of like is she is she as scared of him as she is of the mm-hmm. zombie horde? You mm-hmm. know, and, um, and when he turns and he says, you know, like I'm the boss up here, um, yeah, like really important stuff, yeah. Um, and I was I was impressed by um, uh, the uh, the point someone made um, about the like kind of stereotype of black characters dying first or like going up against Mm -hmm. the monster and dying. Um, like a few people said that it was kind of, it's kind of a way to show that the monster is as bad as it gets. You know, like it's if a a black Mm -hmm. man, like a, like a badass, uh, Mm -hmm. can be killed by the monster. It's like a way of signaling to the audience that this monster's like really means business. And I thought that was like Mm -hmm. an interesting point about, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of regrettable, trend in horror movies and uh, in other movies too Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. black characters like aren't essential to the plot right um i was very excited to see mr tina lawson aka richard lawson (laughs) aka bianca lawson's father who is um fuck in buffy the other slayer you know how when she dies like Mm -hmm. it kicks off and yeah i forget her name yeah but then they like kill her terribly yes like yeah. pretty quickly mm-hmm. I was surprised they could have touched on that you know like that could have been an interesting addition um mm-hmm. like the black characters in Buffy are super rare
0: mm-hmm. um, yes
1: it's like her the principal and I think that's it oh my god that's so sad <laughs> yeah and the black slayer oh. dies like immediately like yeah. she's just around for like a few episodes um
0: but that's Beyonce's stepsister oh oh my god yeah, you're right. Wow. Uh-huh. I wonder what, like, it's like in the comics. Have you, like, because um, I know there are a bunch, mm. aren't there like a bunch more Slayers in the comics? Or yeah,
1: no? I, there are. And I think the ones like the other Slayers they still focus on are still white, which is very unfortunate. Um, what the heck? <laughs> have you heard anything about that reboot of
0: Charmed? I watched the first episode, actually. like it? So I guess I was actually going to talk about this more when we talked about, like, The, uh, the Evil Dead. I was like, what other movie? But, yeah. like, how it's so hard to remake things that were sort oh. of, mm. like, made f- in the 90s and were good for their, or, like, before then, like, mm. good for, like, their camp and their sort of, like, sure pra- their practical effects because it has this sort of, like, grit to mm. it that i is very hard to replicate. I feel like things now are just so like polished and like yeah, clean almost that it doesn't feel it doesn't as special. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, we'll talk so, about that more
1: cuz that's yeah. that's really relevant there, but no, I, yeah, i totally agree. It's so hard to to remake that stuff. Um just to name some of the talking heads that are in this movie, it featured guests like Uh, directors William Crane from Blackula, Ernest Dickerson, who directed Bones, Rusty Cundief, who directed Tales from the Hood, which also looks really good. want to see Mm -hmm. Tales from the Hood. And I want Um, to see Blackula, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Blackula looked awesome. Jordan Peele, who we know from Get Out and Us, Tina Mm -hmm. Mabry from Mississippi Damned, as well as actors Tony Todd, Candyman, keith david the thing paula jai parker tales from the hood and rachel true the craft i like rachel true's interviews mm-hmm. a lot about the craft and like mm-hmm. that one point where she's like i have so many lines where i'm asking like my white friend like are you okay and then they like clip in a like exactly oh, yeah. for doing that in a
0: movie <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i thought that was really really cool and also this site introduced us to the website graveyard shift sisters which is um looks really awesome
0: yeah, because uh, Ashley Blackwell, who mm-hmm. co-wrote and Clash produced the documentary, mm-hmm. um, that's her like blog that she runs, I think.
1: Yeah, and this I, this documentary I'll also Blackwell. commend for really like spotlighting um, like black women, both in mm-hmm. the movies they were covering and mm-hmm. the critics and historians and actresses mm-hmm. that they brought on screen, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Overall, I loved it. I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought if you love movies and if you love horror movies, it's like an essential watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because like the the movies are out there. It's just like you may not have heard of them, especially if you're a white person who has mm-hmm. your head in the sand.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think especially with cinema too, you know, like you just get caught up watching the same type of stuff. You're like, you're, you're a nerd you're used to watching. Um, and mm-hmm. if you really love movies, you should like be interested in searching out um new types of story all the time which we which we should do
0: right and i think that like it's important because Mm -hmm. a lot of the articles we read i feel like a theme through the documentary and the like reviews Mm -hmm. we read about the documentary was like well i'll read a quote a different Mm -hmm. quote from the verge thing that we read as an example oh and that and that author is uh noah berlatsky by the way um Thank you. <laughs> uh, he's quoting Jordan Peele in this, and he and Peele says, "I really made Get Out for black audiences." Mm. Um, that's what Peele says. <laughs> in a lot of ways, his movie is just Birth of a Nation for black viewers who can recognize that white power is black horror. The miraculous part about that, as several commentators know in the documentary, is that while the film is from a black perspective and centers on a black protagonist, white white audiences can easily identify with him and cheer him on and i think that like a lot of i mean we live in like a very polarizing time mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of the problems that we come i think like a lot of like white men and women but like let's say republicans <laughs> lack empathy just lack empathy and it's like uh, it's like a lot of the I think it has to do a lot with them never having to empathize with other people on screen at least from someone who's really interested in like film etc and like pop culture it's like they're never like black people have been watching white heroes like forever on the screen because it's just and so and and white families you know yeah, just like yeah. yeah, and it it I think that if you seek out black films, it's like it's sort of like a start to remedying that problem, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think so, that's
1: so interesting. Sorry, go on. Yeah, well, no,
0: mm-hmm. I was just like with um, like Get Out in the documentary, they show the opening scene of Get Out, which mm-hmm. shows Lakeith Stanfield, I think is his name, yeah, like walking down a suburban like street and he's on the phone and he's like I don't know like this is kind of sketchy I'm just like walking down this neighborhood and like I feel like I'm sticking out like a store's thumb and it's like a very uneasy scene but I feel like for it show, like it's like I know that Jordan Peele said he made it for black audiences mm. but I think that for white people it sh- is able to show how a black person would see that scene if that makes sense and no, how like yeah. how like, it, it makes them get it makes white people like think outside of their own for sure head which i think yeah. is really important and it's like not to like get like on a
1: soapbox or sound like super corny but like film is about you know like radical empathy and like mm-hmm. pretending to be someone else or mm-hmm. like exactly like you were saying mm-hmm. um and and that that's like it's It's just why diversity is important on screen and Mm -hmm. behind screen and like the type of stories we tell and like pay attention to like become part of us. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So corny, but (laughs) it reminded me of when I saw get out in theaters in, Mm -hmm. you know, like February, 2017, you know, like Trump Mm -hmm. was just inaugurated. I was in deep Mm -hmm. Trump County in Northern New Jersey, like totally Mm -hmm. red. Mm
0: -hmm. I went to
1: go see get out. It was a packed theater. It was Mm -hmm. all white people, obviously. Mm -hmm. And that last scene where Chris is um he's just you know killed um whatever marnie williams uh whatever that girl's name is I don't know. <laughs> see we don't remember anyone's names um <laughs> and the cop car pulls up and everyone in my audience gasped and mm-hmm. i remember leaving that theater and thinking like jordan peele's filmmaking abilities are so powerful mm-hmm. that he had a theater of like white republicans mm-hmm. recognizing that a cop is a threat to a black man yeah, in this you know in this oh, in this wow. context, and it was like wow, that's amazing that he did that because I'm sure if you had pulled those people, they would be like blue lives matter, you know. But they had right. he had them on Chris's side, which is yeah, really really special.
0: Uh, I probably told should...
1: that exact story before on this podcast.
0: No, we haven't talked about Get Out. So oh, we, we haven't. haven't. Okay, yeah. yeah, maybe we should do Get Out because I feel like Get Out was so good. Watching this, I was like, man, Get Out. Us yeah. was good, but Get Out was like really really yeah. good. I feel and I think yeah. Like, a lot of this movie talks about Get Out and how it's sort of this, like, catalyst or this, like, Mm. um...
1: Yeah, I think it's a sign of, like, something to come, you know? You know who's writing... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know who's writing a horror film? No. Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, my God! She (laughs) loves horror movies and is writing, like, a slasher movie by herself, which amazing like sign me up in advance i want to be in the theater watching this movie
0: that's awesome yeah so and in this documentary it features a few like young up-and-coming black filmmakers yeah so i'm excited to see what comes out of the like path i guess that jordan peele paved (laughs) It's yeah, not that
1: bad, for <laughs> but, sure. For sure, okay. <laughs> really, really exciting. Um, yeah. I'm gonna rate this movie like a nine. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, um, me too. And like we said, just important if you like consider yourself a cinephile or whatever <laughs> uh, to to know this stuff because you know and I didn't know such, a lot of it. it.
0: It's such a good like launching off point too. I feel like to exactly. really dig deeper into like expanding our horizons <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. Well um do you want to take us out yeah it would really help us out if you left us a review on apple podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts you can follow us on instagram twitter at chickflixpod, and email us at 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 gmail.com
1: our next episode will air on october 28th and we will be covering halloween and halloween yeah. <laughs> uh yeah <Yay. laughs>
0: Happy Halloween. Okay. Chick Flix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Group Carlson for our music. Thanks for listening to Chick Flix. Bye. Bye. I have to just say it really slow and then I won't sound like I have marbles in my